Today on Clear Approach, we go over color vision and what you need to know about it. And then I talk about that boulder that I've been stuck under for the past several months. All this and more coming up on the Mayo Clinic Clear Approach podcast, your home for aerospace medicine that matters. All right. Well, welcome back, everyone. This is Dr. Van, your medical co-pilot, talking to you from the Mayo Clinic in warm and sunny uh, Rochester, Minnesota. Now, it's been a couple of months since our last episode, and I know what most of you must have been fearing, but fear not, I am not dead. I'm not speaking to you from the afterlife. I'm also not in jail either, which is a plus. I'll take what I can get. The truth of the situation is far less scandalous, I'm afraid. Unfortunately, we had to put the podcast on a little bit of a pause just because of some changes that we were going through uh, here at the clinic. And yes, I know I kind of sound like a a broken atus, but really things have been even busier than all the stuff I was complaining about last year. Not to get too far into the weeds with everything, but basically... Uh, My division of preventive, occupational, and aerospace medicine got merged with infectious diseases. And the whole process has been like herding cats with a herd of cats. But like a pair of chalks that you just freshly ran over, I'm ready to leave all that work behind me now and keep plowing forward. As for going forward, I would ask everyone to expect some change. Anyone who's been listening to the podcast uh, since we started knows that we've gone through a lot of different um, iterations. Just trying to figure out what's the best uh, you know, length for this thing and the, the best medium and what everyone really wants to hear. So we'll be uh, experimenting a little bit here over the next few months. One thing that we won't change, though, is at least talking somewhat about actual flying. Seems like everyone that I meet that listens to the podcast, uh, even my patients, they always ask me about how my flying training is going. So I've got to give an update. At the last episode, I was in the thick of IFR training, and guess what? I'm still in the thick of IFR training. Unfortunately, this uh, past winter has not been Minnesota nice for flying. Just had a lot of windy days and some icing risks. And as I mentioned before, this is uh, purely a hobby, the flying part for me. And uh, when it comes to risk, I don't like to push things too much with the airplane. So I just didn't really have a lot of opportunities to get out. But rest assured, I am continuing onward. I am currently getting ready for my written exam. And uh, we'll be back in the cockpit uh, early July here if everything goes according to plan. Which, of course, means I'll be doing my RFR training until 2026. All right, let's go ahead and get into today's medical topic. Now, I'm just going to do one topic today. As I've thought more about the podcast, I know that everyone is really busy out there, and I feel like the audience may enjoy things a little bit shorter. Like maybe you're listening to this while, I don't know, driving or waiting for your COVID PCR test to be done or waiting for the previews to start before Top Gun Maverick. Hashtag no kickbacks. So we're just going to stick to one today. And for today's topic, we're going to be talking about color vision. Now, before a bunch of you uh, tune out, let's go ahead and dispel one huge myth. Yes, you can, as a civilian pilot, legally fly an aircraft while being colorblind. So if you are color deficient, don't hang up yet. 
Now, for the majority of folks out there, the only time that color vision is going to come up in your flying career is during your aerospace medical evaluation. And most of you are going to be tested by getting asked to look at a bunch of squiggly dots that look like a psychedelic petri dish from the 1960s and to identify a number amongst those dots. And this can be done in a couple of different ways, old school with a book or digitally with a machine. And again, for most of us out there, that's the end of the story when it comes to color vision. However, it is interesting to note that the FAA actually allows quite a few different tests to be used when assessing for color vision in pilots. For example, there are like five different versions of the psychedelic dots, otherwise known as pseudoisochromatic plates, that can be used. For example, there's the Ishihara, which is the most commonly used, but there's also the Dvorine and the Richmond plates. There's also different machines that can be used, for, such as different versions of the computerized machines, and even the good old Farnsworth lantern. No relationship to Futurama, as, at least as far as I know, but it does look like something that is out of Doctor Who. Interesting historical note, the Farnsworth lantern was originally used to test for color vision in sailors before pilots. And yes, believe it or not, there are some pilots out there who still use the Farnsworth lantern to get tested. If you are one of the lucky few out there who gets tested with a Farnsworth lantern, please let me know, and also probably call the Smithsonian. Now, all of this testing stuff may seem like a little bit too much information for many of us out there, but testing options are really important to know about if you have some difficulties with color vision. And that's because in the eyes of the FAA, in order for someone to be declared not color deficient, all they have to do is pass one of the available tests. So for example, if you fail one of the book tests, you could try a different book, or you can try a different machine, or you can whip out the Farnsworth lantern. If you make it through one of those tests, you are good to go. All right, so that's enough information for most of us, but what if you're one of the unlucky few who can't pass any of the color vision tests and you are truly color deficient? First up, again, yes, you can fly. However, you're going to have some restrictions on your medical certificate. Specifically, your certificate will say not valid for night flying or flying with color signal control. Now, for some pilots, you know, like private pilots like myself, that's not really that big of a deal. But let's say it is for you, like you want to fly at night, or you need to use light signals because you also have a hearing impediment. Are there options for you? Well, the answer is yes. And the options are called the Specialized Operational Medical Tests. There are actually two tests in this group. One is the Operational Color Vision Test, and then the other is the medical flight test. And these are supposed to be real-world, quote-unquote, tests for color vision and flying. First up, let's talk about the operational color vision test. This actually happens on the ground. You'll get asked to look at a couple of sectionals and interpret different symbols. And then you actually get to go outside and have the local tower shine a few color light signals to you. And you have to identify the colors accurately. The medical flight test is just like it sounds. You basically go up with a examiner and they make sure that you can adequately see and interpret all the colors you need to fly safely. So let's walk through the process a little bit because what tests you need to do depends on which class certificate you're going after. 
So let's say, for example, you have some color deficiencies detected during your normal AME examination, and you've got that limitation on your certificate for uh, no night flying and uh, no flying by color signals. And let's say that you are a private pilot and you just need a third class medical certificate. If you want to get those restrictions removed, you would notify your local FISDO and you would get set up to take the operational color vision test, where again, they're going to ask you to look at a bunch of charts and they're going to shine some fancy lights to you outside while you're standing on the tarmac. If you pass that test, congratulations, you can get a third class medical certificate with no restrictions at least restrictions related to color vision. Now, what if you fail that? Well, you have one additional option. You can opt to take the operational color vision test at night. If you fail the operational color vision test during the day, but then pass at night, you get less restrictions on your medical certificate. Specifically, your certificate will say not valid for flight during daylight hours by color signal controls. Now, if you fail both the tests during the day and at night, well, you're back to square one in the original restrictions. All right, now let's say you are super fancy and you need a class two or a class one medical certificate. The process starts the same. You start first with the operational color vision test during the day, but the stakes are a bit higher. You have to pass this test during the day in order to possibly get a class one or class two medical certificate. After that, that's when you have to also pass the medical flight test. And again, that's a test that happens when you're actually flying around with an examiner. If you can get through both of those tests, then you can get a class one or class two medical certificate, even if you had problems with the testing that normally occurs during your aerospace medical evaluations. All right, so that's a lot of information about testing there. And I know what many of you must be thinking out there. Thanks a lot, Dr. Van, for lobotomizing me on my drive. So I don't expect you to remember all of that. In fact, I'm staring right now at a lovely graph that has been written out by the FAA, and I have to look at it every time a pilot says, I've got some problems with color vision. But here is the one thing that you should take away from this podcast episode. All pilots who take these uh, specialized tests only get one chance ever to take these tests. So what does that really mean? So let's say you're a class three pilot, and you've got some troubles passing the normal tests during your AME examination, and you opt to take the operational color vision test. And then you fail it during the day, and you fail it at night. At no time in your flying career going forward will you ever be able to get the restrictions for no night flying and no flying by color signals removed from your medical certificate. You can't retest Even more important, if you need a class one or class two medical certificate, let's say, for example, you are a commercial pilot, you're working for the airlines, and you opt to take the operational color vision test and the medical flight test, and you fail one of those, you won't ever be able to get anything more than a class three medical certificate. And that obviously has some very serious consequences for your flying career. So with that, if you're a pilot out there that has troubles getting through some of the color vision testing, but you're able to do it with the usual test, you want to keep on using those usual tests. Even if you've got to drive across the state to find that one sole person that has a Farnsworth lantern, you want to keep up that relationship. And if you do have to take any of these tests, you want to just be ready that you can give them your full attention because you only get one shot. 
Well, that's it for today's Reboot Podcast. I thank everyone out there for their patience over the past few months. There should be some more episodes coming up more quickly here. I've actually got a couple of other ones already recorded. So stay tuned. If you do enjoy the podcast, please uh, do me a favor and hit that subscribe button. That lets me know that there are more people out there listening to my podcast other than my mom. And as always, remember that this podcast is an offshoot of our actual Mayo Clinic Clear Approach teleconsulting service. If you're a pilot out there and you have some questions about your medical certificate or your health related to flying, you can actually go to mayoclinic.org and search for Mayo Clinic Clear Approach. And that will bring you to our service. There you can sign up and for a small fee, actually send our team of aviation medical examiners a question. And we'll get back to you in approximately 24 to 48 hours with some advice. I'm also happy to say that with our new merger, we actually have more space now to see more pilots. And so if you need an AME to help you out, even if you don't have any medical conditions whatsoever, and you've really got a hankering for tater tots and cheese curds, then feel free to uh, give us a call over here and we will get you set up for an evaluation. Until next time, this is Dr. Van, your medical co-pilot, wishing you great flying and even better health. <laughs>